welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. I like to fail often and quickly. I think failure is something that we're still finding quite difficult to talk about because it quite often affects how we like view ourselves. We start to think, oh, I'm not good enough or that person over there is doing better than me or, you know, I did this wrong or why can't I do it? You know, we have these kind of spiralling negative thoughts that make failure mean something huge about us as people when actually the only thing it means is that you did something really cool. And the reason I say that is because you wouldn't be able to fail at something unless you were trying something new. So whether you succeed or fail in whatever it is that you're doing, the fact that you even decided that you're going to try this new thing, to me, is like a really cool thing. That's huge in itself, right? And for me, if you follow me on Instagram, especially, you'll see that I move really quickly. I, um, I come up with lots of ideas. I have lots of ideas within virtually done but I also have business ideas outside of virtually done I like to kind of make a decision and roll with it like straight away I don't like to think about things for a really long time so my relationship with failure is like on some level I'm like it doesn't even exist right because from everything there is a lesson there's a takeaway there is something that I can use in future there is um you know I always look back and think oh that happened for a reason because it led me to something else and I really do believe that there isn't really a single thing in my life that I look back and think oh I don't know why that happened because everything did lead to something else that was better for me um so I don't really believe in failure in a sense um but if we are looking at something as black and white as success and failure the way I look at it is as long as you fail fast and you don't make it mean anything and you just move on to the next thing so what if you fail right? Because every failure you go through gets you closer to success. And the reality is, if you look at successful people, whether it's business people, or whether it's like singers, actors, whatever, all of those people had failures first, right? The actors, they went to auditions that they didn't get. If they'd have gone to one audition, and they would have thought about it for months and months and be like, oh, do I go? I don't know. What if I go and it's the wrong thing? Or what if I don't like it? They would never get where they are. Or if they went to an audition and they didn't get the role and then they made that mean something about them and about their acting ability, they would never go to the second audition, which might have been the one that made them a, you know, a billionaire. So it's like everyone goes through these these failures to get their success. So you have to be prepared to fail and be okay with that if you want that huge success. So if you're looking around and thinking, oh god that person's like launched this amazing offer make sure you're also paying attention to the other 10 offers that they've had this same year that haven't gone so well if you're looking at that person thinking oh yeah but they've been in the industry for 10 years so of course they're ahead of me yeah sure but make sure you're paying attention to the 10 years of failure that they've just put in to get the success that you're now looking at on instagram failure is often seen as this really bad negative thing that we want to avoid and that we want to keep to ourselves and like on that topic i see so many people teaching others so like coaches and mentors teaching other people to fake their results so like pretending they've got more people in the program than they have or using screenshots from a different program to sell a different program because they want to get people in the door and they want people to think that their thing is going really well 
and I don't blame people for doing it because it works like ultimately it does work it does sell so I understand why people do it but how can you as a mentor or a coach or anybody in the industry fake your results in order to avoid failure but at the same time preach that failure is okay right so like in my eyes failure is fine failure is not a bad thing it's not something that you should avoid it's not something that you should be ashamed to talk about either like I ran a a masterclass called Service Pro to CEO last year and tickets for that sold really easily. It was one of those things that I put out and I was like, okay, people clearly wanted it, right? Because I didn't really push it that much, but tickets sold. I got great feedback. It went really well. Um, I actually sold the replay afterwards and then it had been six months and I thought it made sense to launch that same masterclass again. It was going to be slightly different, um, but it was going to lead into the same sort of program. And so I put my stories up. I had a look first at what I'd done previously, looked at the stories I shared to get people in, what was the email that I sent out because obviously something about it worked. And then I shared it and something fell off. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Before I shared it, I was like, yeah, okay, this is cool. We're going to do this. As soon as I put it out there, I was like, this doesn't feel quite right. I'm not as excited about this as I was when I ran it before. But... I waited. I waited about 24 hours to see if there was any interest. It didn't sell a single ticket. There was no interest. No one was even clicking the emails. Completely different response to when I'd run it six months before. And I just knew that it wasn't right. So I took it off sale and decided I wasn't going to do that. And that's okay. Like I didn't, I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't ashamed. I like, I'm quite happy to sit here and talk about it because I learned two things from that. I learned that for whatever reason, six months ago, people who were following me on Instagram wanted that offer. Now, six months later, people weren't so keen. They weren't so interested. And that's okay. The second thing was that I wasn't excited to deliver it. And I didn't realize that until I shared it. So I don't look at that and think, oh my God, that's a failure. And I need to hide it from people. And, you know, no one's going to want to work with me if they knew that I put something for sale and it didn't sell. I didn't think any of those things. I just thought, okay, this isn't the right thing for me to be selling right now. I'm going to take it down and we're going to move forward with something else. And I make it that easy for myself because if I attach something to everything I do and I start to associate things not selling or things not selling quick enough or lack of excitement in my followers with how good I am, like I just, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Like I've been in this business now for over three years. I would not still be here if I if I let myself be affected by things like that. And on the flip side, I recently launched a retreat and I've been nervous about this because it's different from anything I've ever done. I've never really done anything in person other than VIP days, which are one-on-one. And I just didn't know what to expect. There was a lot of money that I needed to spend to make it happen. So I was committing to spending a lot of money without knowing if I was gonna make any back. But I decided to trust myself and I went with it and I shared the information and it's only been out like details have only been out for like a week or so and so far I've got two people in and I think four people that I've had a conversation with today because they want to sign up and that's virtually all of the spaces right so like that's an offer that I put out and I was able to see really quickly that people wanted it but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't just put it out there if I'd have thought about it for months and years and thought about all the what ifs and what could go wrong and all those things by the time I even put it out there my audience might have moved on and it might not be a good offer anymore 
And also I changed my mind so quickly that if I were to take like six months to do something, by the time it came to doing it, I probably moved on, right? So I know that I move quickly and with that, I have to fail quickly. So here is my advice. If you are someone who um, is resistant to failure or you have a fear of failure, or maybe you're someone who just doesn't make a decision one way or another because you feel comfier in that middle bit, um, give yourself 24 hours to think. So if you do need to go and do research or you need to have a conversation with your other half or you need to have a look at the money situation or, you know, whatever you need to do to gather information in order to make a well-informed decision, give yourself 24 hours to do that and tell yourself that by the end of that 24 hours, you're making a decision one way or another and trust yourself that whichever decision you go, it's not a case of right or wrong. It's just a case of you choose one way and then you make that work. If you look back and think that didn't go how I wanted to, trust yourself that you will figure a way to make the best from that and that you will learn from it and implement it to the point where you'll look back and be glad that you made that decision. Another exercise I do, and I mentioned this in the recalibration workbook, is to think of a third way. Because quite often when we're trying to decide something, um, we, we're really black and white about it. We're like, do I do this or do I not? Do I go this way or do I go that way? Do I invest in this person or do I invest in this person? And something I like to do is challenge myself to notice other options. So I'm looking at option one and option two, but actually, is there an option three, four and five that I'm completely ignoring because I'm so deep in this decision? I'm thinking so black and white that I'm ignoring all of the other options in front of me. So, for example, if you were trying to decide whether to um, launch a retreat next month or whether to launch a course next month and you're like, I'm excited about both. I really want to do both. I really feel like my audience wants both. Why don't you do both, right? Why don't you launch both at the same time? Or why don't you offer a bundle for both, right? Is there another option that you're completely ignoring because you're so in your head about these decisions? And then ultimately, if things do fail, so if things do go differently to how you want them to, just be proud of yourself that you did something. You stepped outside your comfort zone, you did something that was different, you took a risk. That in itself is a huge quality of how people become successful and how people build like multi seven figure businesses. So if anything, all you've shown is that you have the qualities and the skills to get where you want to go. And that in itself is a success, right? So there really is no kind of overall failure because there's always going to be positives that come from everything. The more time you spend thinking about the decision, the more the outcome is potentially damaging to you, right? Because if you fail quickly, if you decide quickly and you fail quickly, then you can pick yourself back up and like go another direction and you're fine. Like you just keep moving. But if you spend six months thinking about something and then you do the thing, you're going to look back and think, oh my God, I just wasted six months of my life. I make decisions so quickly that I don't even look back and think, oh, I wish I'd done that differently because I've already moved on to the next thing. And I don't want this to also come across as like, I don't reflect or I don't have strategy because that's not it. I do have business strategy um, and I am, I try to balance the strategy with the flow and I try to always have that balance in there because I want to allow myself to be flexible with what I do, but also I know that strategy is important. So that is still there. And I don't make silly decisions. Like I don't decide that I'm going to like close the business down like tomorrow. Obviously, with the really big things, I might allow myself more than a day. I might get a second opinion. This is where working with a mentor comes in handy. Um, So I don't make stupid decisions, but I just trust myself that the decisions I'm thinking are not stupid. 
And I do also allow myself time to reflect on things that did or didn't work. Not in the sense that, you know, did I do a bad thing? Did I do the wrong thing? Should I be berating myself for this? Should I be hating and, I don't know, like, sitting on the sofa crying into my chocolate bar because I made the wrong decision here? No. But I do look back and I reflect strategically. So if I was to launch something, like, for example, the retreat, if that was to sell out, I might look back and think, okay, what was it about that that people wanted? What was it about the marketing that worked? What was it about the activities that people weren't so interested in? And I would do the same activity if I launched something and it didn't work, right? So I might look at, okay, well, did people open the emails? Did they click the emails? Did I have much interest, but people just didn't buy? Did I need a longer payment plan? Like, I will look back at these things, but it's from a strategic standpoint rather than a, should I be hating on myself because I did the wrong thing standpoint? And I totally get that a lot of this is like so much easier said than done. And we probably all understand this on an intellectual level, but in terms of actually embodying it, it's completely different. And I think that goes for a lot of things. Um, But my advice would just be, if there is something in your head right now, like as you're listening to this, if you're thinking, oh yeah, this relates to my, you know, um, feelings about whatever the thing is, if there's something in your mind that you're thinking, yep, that's the decision I need to make, go and make it because the longer you put it off the more you're holding yourself back from the life that you desire and the life that you deserve and normally if there is an idea it's there for a reason and the quicker that you move through these ideas and you test things and you try things the quicker you're going to get where you're going so if for example you were thinking oh i really want to offer this new thing for my clients but i don't know if they want it you know what i'm going to tell you the only way you're going to know if they want it or not is to offer it to them and see if they want it or not No amount of sitting on your sofa thinking and thinking and thinking and brainstorming and chatting to your husband about it is going to get you any closer. You have to go and offer it to your clients and see if they want it. And then if they don't want it, that's still a success because then you know that something about that offer or the way that you marketed it didn't work. And that gives you the space then to go away and, you know, do something else or move on or maybe relaunch the thing, but with slightly different messaging or different graphics, different marketing. Like there is so much that you can do, but sitting still is not going to get you any closer and thinking is not going to get you any closer. You have to be willing to take the action and be totally okay with whatever happens and trust yourself. If you invested in somebody and you were thinking, oh my gosh, this is such a big amount of money to invest. What if let's think worst case scenario, let's say you invested and then you got in and you actually didn't really feel like you made your money back and you didn't really get the return on that investment. Are you going to sit there and cry and give up and close your business and never trust anyone again? Or are you going to think, okay, something about that investment wasn't quite the right fit for me. What can I learn from that? What can I take from that? How can I make better informed decisions in future when it comes to working with a mentor? How can I teach what I have learned here to my clients and you move on and it's just part of one of the lessons it's part of one of the stories you'll tell in the tell in the book that you write one day if everything went perfect you would write a really boring book right and I'm not saying that that makes you know bad coaches bad mentors you know immoral people etc etc okay because we all learn lessons from them so we should be grateful for them that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is have some faith in yourself trust yourself that no matter what you will keep going and your business will keep going and you will be okay. You've got yourself here and that's taken a lot. A lot of people wouldn't even get as far as you are right now. So trust yourself to keep moving and to get back up even if things don't go to plan. And honestly, like I said, just fail quickly and keep going. 